Okay, today's daf is Psachim Daf Chav Beis. We are on Chav Beis Amar Aleph, four, uh, five lines in. Massive Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. So we were discussing the the concept of Isser Hana when it comes to Chametz. The Chametz on Pesach is Aser Bahana. We tried to find a Mikar, a source. So we had an opinion that said that any time the Torah uses the the, the it tells me that I cannot eat it and I can't also have hana. But the other opinion was anytime the Torah used any term of asr ba'achila, it's always going to be asr ba'hana. And at this point, we haven't seen a difference of opinion in a practical way. And we're going to see throughout the daf today, we're going to ask questions from many other Yisurim in the Torah that we would assume should be the same achalikas. Is it asr ba'hana? Or is it just asr to eat? And we're going to see that there's a way to, sh- to prove from the psukim, from the context, from something, that it's still going to be allowed to be eaten. So the Gemara is going to go through many different isurim, today's daf, tomorrow's daf. So stay tuned and just keep track of what we're talking about here. So the, the, the context, again, once again, is trying to figure out if the Torah has to specify that things are asr bahana. And the default is you are allowed to benefit from things even if they're usr. For example, we're going to talk about shratzim tomorrow. We know you're not, not allowed to eat a sheretz. So can I sell a sheretz? Is it mutter bahana or is it usr bahana? That's the, the question. And it seems like we have two opinions. And the Gemara is going to go through many different cases in halachas. Let's go through one at a time. Masiv Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. Rav Yitzchak asked the following question to Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo says that any time the Torah tells me there's an Isra Achila, it automatically means Asr So he says, which was a week and a half ago, we leaned Parshas Vayishlach, the Rachmana Amr the Torah says, after the fight between Yaakov and the Sar Shal we do not eat the Gid Hanasha. Utnan, we learned in a Mishnah, you are allowed to send the hindquarters of a animal to a non-Jew, you, you're allowed to give it to him as a gift. And the question is, in that Mishnah Chulin, the Mishnah there discusses that maybe the, the non-Jew is going to now sell it to a Jew who's, who's not going to realize that it's not kosher. So the Gemara says, no, they'll realize. They'll realize that there's a Gid Hanasha still there, and therefore there's no concern that when I sell or gift the Gid Hanasha, the hindquarters, to a Nachri, there is no concern that a Jew will end up eating it. That's the point of the mission in Chulin. But what do we see from here? We see that even though Gid Hanasha is Asr, you're allowed to give it to a Nachri as a gift, so it must be Stam Isurim, our Mutter Bahana, otherwise you would not be able to give the Gid Hanasha as a gift. So, uh, so the Gemara says, Kasava Rabbi Avohu, Kishahutra, Nevela, He Vechalba Vegida Hutra. So in the, the previous few lines, yesterday's daf, we said that when, by Nevela, the Torah clearly tells me I am allowed to have Hana, either via selling it to a Nachri, giving it to a Ger, or as the Gemara said, Oisei, top of today's Aleph, you're allowed to feed it to a dog. So the same way, the Basar Nevela is Mutter Bahana, Gidim, all the, the, the Gidim are also Mutter Bahana, and therefore we know Gid Hanasha is included in the Vela. So there's no question, everyone agrees you're allowed to have enough from Gid Hanasha. Either it's because Stam Isurim are Mutter Bahana, or it's because Gid Hanasha is included in the halacha of, 
of a nevela's mutter to give to a to a dog or to give to a nachri to a ger, and therefore there is no kasha. The Gemara says, hold on a second. This makes sense according to the Mandarma. There's Machlekes of Yehuda and of Shimon regarding if Gidin, if the the, the actual Gidhanasha. The nerve has taste, which means, let's say it fell into a pot. Do you need shishim? Do you not need shishim? This is the introduction in Masechtas Chulin to the whole concept of Bittu B'Shishim, Noisin Tam. We'll get to that. There's a whole parak called Parak Yed Hanasha. So there's a, there's a global machlekes. If Gidim are B'Noisin Tam or not B'Noisin Tam. So if you hold Yesh B'Dim B'Noisin Tam, there's taste there. So when the Torah told me I could take the bus or Nevela, La Kelev, Tashlich because there's some taste, someone's going to eat it. So it makes sense that the Gid would be included in that Heter and it's Mutter Bahana. Alamant, I'm eating the Gidim B'Noisin Tam. Michael Lamemer, why would you assume it's in the same Heter as feeding the Nevela meat? To a kelev, maybe that's only meat, which is edible. Get on us, there's no taste. Why should there be any, uh, why would there be a reason to assume it's part of the heter of giving meat to an avela? And we're back to square one. Why is get on us, mutter by now? According to Rabbi Avahu, that's that, that uh, standard default iser includes iser hana. So how do I know that get on us is mutter by now? So the Gemara says, well, Let's think about it. Man shamalid da'omar. Ain begidim and oisintam. Who's the one in the Sechta school that learns? Ain begidim and oisintam. It's Rabbi Shimon. The Tani learned in a brayse. Ha'aychel begid anasha shel behemah tmeya. Someone eats from begid anasha of a non kosher of behemah tmeya, non kosher animal. Rabbi Yehuda machayiv shtaim. Rabbi Yehuda holds you're chayiv for two things, two malchus. One of eating a behemah tmeya, and the second one is for eating gid hanasha. Rabbi Shimon point there because he holds there's no iser achila there since in begidim and oisin tam there's no iser on the achilas behemah tmea. So the question is obviously then why are you ever iser of eating the gid hanasha? So the achronim are bothered by that, but they say the Torah as actually the Torah considers it iser to eat. It says you cannot eat it, and we're considering it food regarding the gid hanasha. But as far as the behemah tmea, you would not be over. So the Gemara says. So it makes sense that at Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Hachinami to Aser Bahanar. Rabbi Shimon, you're telling me Rabbi Shimon holds Ein Begidim and Oisin Tam, and therefore we shouldn't include it in the heter of feeding the Basar Nevela to the Lakel of Tashlich and because that's called talking about Basar. Gidim don't have any taste. So the Gemara says, you're right. Rabbi Shimon agrees to that. Rabbi Shimon, Hachinami to Aser Bahanar. Rabbi Shimon holds you are not allowed to sell the Gidhan to a nachri, the Tanya get anasha mutter by another Rabbi Huda for Rabbi Shimon Oiser. Rabbi Shimon says it is Oiser to have Hana from the get hanasha. So this is brought down in the Beis Yosef and the Ramah. They discuss who do we passkin like. It seems like the machlekes we showing him from a practical uh, view. There's not much of a difference because when you sell the hindquarters to a non-Jew. By the way, it's interesting. If you ever want to get into the meat business, most of your business is not with kosher. Because let's say you have, even if you have a great percentage, a 50% kosher, and let's say 50% treif, you still have, in that kosher, you still have to give half the animal, the hindquarters, to a non-Jew. So the secret to the successful you know, uh, meat packaging companies, the kosher ones, is that they figure out how to run the other side of their business very well to, to be able to sell their non-kosher at top dollar to, to, you know, to be able to... To, to, to beat the market in the kosher, uh, the kosher meat. Very interesting. So I, 
isn't there a discussion if you're, if you're allowed to have Hanah from the Gid Hanasha? So halakhically, you're not gaining anything. Meaning, if you would sell the, uh, the hindquarter to the Nachri with or without the Gid Hanasha, the Nachri doesn't care. He's going to use it for filet mignon, for T-bone steak, sirloin. He doesn't care about the Gid Hanasha. He's not paying you anything for the Gid Hanasha. So you're not really getting Hanah by selling it. Even though halakhically, anyways, there are Rishonim that are Mako. They pass like Rabbi Yehuda. But even if you want to be Machmer, from a practical, you know, uh, in, in, in the world, in the industry, there's not much of a difference whether it's Mutterbana or Asurbana. Just by the way, one of the hot topics in the, in the meat industry is regarding, uh, we, call it, we call it the Nikaracharayim. Can one do Nikar, which means trabering the hindquarters of, of, uh, of animals? So if you, you live in America, you don't really find sirloin steak with a good hashkach on it. You don't really find T-bone. But then you go to Eretz Yisrael, you, you go to a Mahput uh, certified restaurant, you see sirloin, T-bone, real filet mignon. And the question is, what's up with that? So there's a number of reasons why we do nikra, why we, we you know, traber meat. First of all, there's Isr Chelev. One has to be concerned for the forbidden fats. We'll, we'll discuss that in Masechtas Krisus. The second reason is Gidhanasha. You have to get rid of the Gidhanasha. A third reason is blood. There's some blood vessels that you have to cut before you do Malicha. The fourth one is the Gemara says certain things are just disgusting and we shouldn't be eating. But part of that is the Gidhanasha. In the hindquarters of animals, you have the Gidhanasha there. And therefore, uh, it is very difficult to take it out. There's Gidhanasha. The Gemara Chun talks about branches of the Gidhanasha getting in, you know, into different cuts of meat. So for the most part, it seems to be that there was a minog. If you look back at the Radvaz and Chelak Aleph, there was some type of minog that people would refrain from eating the Basar Acharayim. So for most of the history, there was not much to discuss. In the, in the 1900s, there was a discussion regarding where you couldn't sell it to the non-Jews. There was no food to eat. They asked Rav Chaim Oizer if we could do Nikar Acharayim. And he said yes. Rav Moshe Feinstein was asked a similar question. And he said yes. So we once asked Rav Belsky, if, if a person goes to Eretz Yisrael, is there a minog in, you know, for Ashkenazim not to eat the Acharayim? The Ramah says, we, we just, you know, it's too much of a tircha. That's what the Chsam Soifer says. And if we don't do it, but can a person, uh, is there a minog not to? So Ravelsky told us that there are those poiskim, if you look, there's a skana, a skana Aaron, of Aaron Walken. He was machmer, he held that it is considered a minog. Rav Gedayad of Schwartz, Zetzala, was just, uh, just nifter this past week. The Av Bezin of the CRC is one of the older, uh, oldest uh, you know, American rabbanim. He said that the minog was not to eat it, and therefore the CRC would not give hashkacha on, on Acharayim. However, Ravelsky was open to the fact that if a person goes, he knows, there's actually someone here in Minneapolis, he used to work for Satmer, as a menaker, but he's a, he's a Svardi, and he knows the Nikaracharayim. So there's always talk of you know shechting an animal and having him do the filleting and getting the good the good cuts, the T-bone, the sirloin, the filet mignon. But uh, not, I don't know. I haven't seen anyone that actually is is putting their name on it. But halachically, there is a good discussion. It's very difficult to say that we have a minog not to eat it. It seems like it was practically it wasn't so beneficial to do nikar, and therefore. Over the years, they stopped doing it. Okay, let's keep going. That was Isser number one that we brought in. No, another one, Barei Dam, when it comes to blood, again, what we're talking about trying to see if Isurim are considered Asr by default, or, or are they Mutter Bahana. So the Gemara says Barei Dam, when it comes to blood, the Rahmanam Torah says, Kol nefesh mikem it uses the term which according to Rabbi Avo, that's enough to imply that one cannot have benefit of Tznam, with the Mishnah Yuma, Elu the leftover blood, 
of the chatas that were brought on the mezbeach apnimi, and they were poured on the yisoid of the maravi the mezbeach, and the dam chatas hachitzaynas that were poured on the yisoid roimi, whatever the mission is talking about there, we'll get to it in Yuma. So what happened was the blood would drain into Ms. Avon Ba'ama, into a, uh, a small body of water, like a small little river underneath the Azara, the Yitzlanacha Kedron, and go to this valley of Kedron, Vinim Karin, they would sell the blood like Anonim Lezevel. So the farmers would, would purchase it as fertilizer, Umayalimbai, and when you when and, and the money that they made from it is mois hectish, which we don't really need that for, for today's daf. But either way, they would, they would sell the blood. So how could the Beis Hamikdash make a profit from the leftover dam? Shouldn't dam be usher behana? So the Gemara said. Now, but by the way, the Rishonim point out. Why don't you say the same terence by by uh, by Gidanasha, that it's considered part of the Nevela. By Nevela, it says like Kelav Tashlich and I say shouldn't it be the same thing. So Tosis says clearly it's not. If you look at Tosis Arei Dam Derechmano Amar, that clearly nobody would ever assume that blood should be included in Basar Nevela, and especially the blood that we're talking about, and therefore that wouldn't be a good terence. So the Gemara says. Shani Dam, Dam is different, even though the Torah says, Lo Yisaycha, which according to Rabbi Avohu, indicates that it's Asur Bahana, Dam is different, because blood is the Iskash Lemayim, blood is compared to water, the Chsir, the Pasuk says, Lo Yisaycha, don't eat blood, let the blood pour down, Kamayim, we had this in the Sugi Vachrin, Skanakahana, regarding Machshirin, does it, is a Machshir, right, the food to become Makabotama, what do you see from the Pasuk where it, where it uh, compares it to water, ma ma'im mutar, and the same water as mutar bahana, afdam mutar. Somehow, this is considered some type of hekish that the same way water is mutar bahana, dam is also mutar bahana. So the Gemara says, ve'ima kamayim amasnasachim agami mizbeach. Maybe it should be like the water from the nisuch hamayim from sukkis that it. The Gemara seems to hold that's Asr Bahana. One cannot have any benefit from that water. You see, water could also be Asr Bahana. Amarabi Avo, Kamayim, which means Rav Mayim. Most water. The same way most water in the world is not Asr Bahana, Dam is also not Asr Bahana. The Gemara says, Midi Rav Mayim, Ksiv. Does it say Rav Mayim in your Chomish? It doesn't say that. El Amarav Ashi, Kamayim Hanishpachim. The Torah used the term tishpechenu kamayim, that it should be poured like water. The same way all water that is poured, like let, meaning let spill on the floor, that is mutter ba'na, so dam is also, the libations on the mezbeach, that's not what the Gemara is referring to. That's not what the Torah was referring to. Let's say they would worship Avadizara and pour water out in front of it, that would also be considered asr ba'na. So the Gemara says, hasam nami, Nisuch ikre. Once you you have a spiritual reason of what you're doing when you pour things, that's not called you know letting it just drain to the floor. That's called nisuch. You're giving significance to your to your pouring it out. That would not be called uh, uh, you know nishbachin. That would call, that would be called nisachin. Okay. So the Gemara says hasam nami nisuch ikre dechsev. The pasuk says yishtu yain nisicham. That a person drink the wine, you shouldn't drink the wine of their nesachim. Okay. Now, Ulechizkia, so let's go back. Chizkia argued in Rabbi Avo. Chizkia says the only time something is Asr Bahana is when the Torah uses a very specific term. It says, La ye achel. It should not be eaten, which means it should not be in a place where you might come to eat it, which we, we defined as Asr Bahana. Rabbi Avo. 
He said, no, anytime it says any mentioning of Achila, it's Asr Bainah by default. So Lechiski, who argues in Rabbi Avo, when he holds by default, it's not Asr Bainah, except that by Chamat says, Lo Yochel. So we have a good question. Now that we established that we compare Dam to Mayim, we compare blood to water, so what halacha, according to Chiskiya, are we learning from this? So the Gemara says, Kachim, how do we know that Dam Kachim, She'enei Machshir, it does not give food the ability to become Tame. We know, Mesechtas Machshir, and we actually had it this past week, that in order for Zerat, the food, seeds to become Tame, you have to have Yitin Mayim al Zerat, the Torah says. You need to have Vichiyutan, water has to be put on it. But Dam of Kachim, one of the seven liquids, is Dam, but Dam Kachim is not included in that. How do I know that? Remember the Pasuk says, Dam only Dam that's let drip to the floor, Dam Chulin, you allow it to go to the floor, to go to the drain, you don't accept, you don't, you don't ca- catch the, the blood. That's Machshir. But Nishbach if it, you don't allow it to pour out like water, which means the dam in the, in the base of Mikdash, where you need to do Kabbalah to accept the dam, that blood does not make food. Okay, so we had two shots. Number one, we spoke about Giran Nasha. Now we got into dam. And let's go to number three. When it comes to Avram and the Pasuk says, which means don't eat. An aver, while the nefesh is still in the basar, meaning the animal had not yet died when you pulled off the leg. And according to Rabbi Avo, anytime it says, Loi Saichal, it's an indication of Achila, and by default, it should also be Asr Bahana. Yet, we have a Bryce of the Tanya, Rabbi Nazir. A person is not allowed to pass a cup of wine to a Nazir. A Nazir is not allowed to drink wine. Not only is it regarding Yiddin, but even by a non Jew, you're not allowed to pass an Eivr Menachai. Eivr Menachai is one of the Sheva Mitzvah Spinei Noyach. Tamalomer, the Torah says, Vlifne Iver, Loi Sitein Mechshal. There's an Isser of Vlifne Iver. And therefore, a person is not allowed to pass a cup of wine to the Nazar. And for our, for our Gemara's purpose, wh- what are we trying to get out of this? You are not allowed to pass Avram and Achai to Avnei Noach. Why? Because he's not allowed to eat it. Right? Because it's Lifna Iver. Sounds like the only concern with Avram and Achai is that I can't feed it to the non-Jew. Halaklavim. What if I was giving it to a dog, which we learned yesterday's daf, to feed an animal, to feed your pet on Pesach, you're violating Isr Hanah. When I'm feeding my dogs, it sounds like Shari, you could. It's only because of Lifnaiver that I can't give it to the Nachri. But as far as Klavim, I could. So you see the default Isr, Avram and Achai is not Asr Bahana. So the Gemara says, Shani, Avram and Achai, the Itkash Ladam. Avram and Achai is different because it's compared to Dam. The Siddha Pasuk says, Rak Chazak, Vavilti Achol Hadam, Kiadam. That you see the Avram and Achai, which uses the, the Torah uses the term is compared to Dam, which says and the same we know from four lines ago that Dam is Mutter Bahana, so too the the Avram and Achai is also Mutter Bahana. There's a fascinating discussion on this Gemara, on this Brisa, which we're going to have often in Mesechtos of Adazara regarding Lifnei Iver when it comes to a non-Jew. Is there any Easter for me to put a non-Jew in a situation where they will uh, violate one of the Zion Mitzvah Spinei Noyach? This comes up if someone's a doctor, someone's in the medical field, and they are prescribing pills, you know, uh, morning after pills. Sorry to be so, so uh, you know, explicit, but that type of thing where 
if for a non-Jew they're not allowed to do an abortion, so are you allowed to do that? There's uh, end-of-life issues. You know, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot of literature on it. But if someone's a a, a from doctor, from nurse, they ask Shilas like that because even if they're not doing it, they're setting up the person to do something which is against the Zion mitzvah. Most things are not, but some things are. So once you know that there are many atherim when it comes to lifneiver. Number one, very important, if the person could do it without you, it's not called lifneiver. So if a nurse is prescribing a pill, something like that, they could get it from someone else, and therefore it's not considered lifneiver. So that's something to discuss. There's a question of neutering, neutering an animal. Is that an isr daraisa for a non-Jew to neuter an animal? So let's say someone has a pet. Can you give it, uh, we spoke about this yesterday, can you give it to, uh, this is a classic pet, Shiloh. Can you give it to the vet? The vet will have the non-Jew do it, but is, is that called lifneiver? They are giving them something to do that they should not be doing themselves either. Okay, that is an interesting discussion. Uh, we mentioned there's a tshuva in the Beis Sha'arim regarding f- funny tshuva. Can you be a shatchin for non-Jews? He's assuming that roiv non-Jews are unfaithful, and therefore by c- creating a marriage, you're now going to, to set up issues of Eishas Ish. It's a very uh, entertaining tshuva back and forth, but it's, you know, from this discussion, the, the, iser, the potential issue of the Fneiver when it comes to non-Jews. Okay, let's keep going. So the Gemara asks on Chizkiah. According to Chizkiah, you don't need a Pasuk to tell me Avram and Achai is Mutter Bahana, because by default, Isurim are Mutter Bahana, except where it says, Loi Ye Achel. Well, Chizkiah holds that only when it says, Loi Achel is Asur Bahana. So, Lemai Hilchasa Iskash, Avram and Achai Ladam. You're telling me you established that there's a Hekish between Avram and Achai and Dam. So, what are we learning from this? Dam, who the Itkash, Avram and Achai? We actually compare Dam to Avram and Achai. How, how is this? That Ma Avram and Achai Asur, Avdam Menachai. Usr, only dam that goes, that even dam that comes out from an animal while it's alive could also be usr, isr dam. Not only is it isr dam, there could be a chi of kares from eating this dam. Ve'eze, which dam is that? Ze dam hakaza of bloodletting, shahanefesh yotzebat. The nefesh, there's some life in it, goes out with that dam. That's the isr of, of kares. So we're going to see in Masetus Krisus, there's an isr, a person is high of kares for eating dam. Now, if you got you know, you got liver or something, you didn't do proper malicha or the proper tzli, halach is you're not chayav kares for that. The only kares that a person, the only time a person's chayav kares for eating dam is when it's dam hanefesh. It's the dam that came out right by shechita or by bloodletting, that's called dam hanefesh. All the other blood would either be only usur without kares or many, often it's only an isur durabanan. So just important to point out, we'll, we'll get to this in Mesetus Krisos. Okay, let's try another Let's say a shar murdered, a gored a man, and a person died. Halach is the shar gets stoned. So once you're telling me that the shar has to be stoned any idea, obviously that's not called a proper shechita. So of course you cannot eat the basar from a shar haniskal. Why does the Torah tell me that you cannot eat it? So the Torah is showing me. Let's say the cow, the, the bull, it, uh, you know, after its trial, so I guess it went to Bezdin. So before they took it out to Skila, the owner quickly shechted it. It's not in Avela. 
you still can't eat it. Usser, it's usser, right? Because if not for that, I wouldn't know. Maybe shohaniskal by definition would be usser by achila because we assume it's going. To, you know, it's, it's sentencing will happen and it will get you know it will get stoned. So of course it's not a shita. What if you shecht it? Maybe we mutter to eat it. You know, post facto. So tamalam the pasuk says magalachal kasim shchat lachashinik mastina usser. Now only yalla achila. I only know that this shohaniskal usser teeth behind alminayin. So tamalamer ubal hashar naki that the bal hashar is Naki, he's free. And the Gemara continues, the Bryce says, my mashma, what do you see that from this passage that it's Asr Ba'na? Shashimim and Zayim O'aymer, Ka'adam Sh'armer Lachavir, like someone tells his friend, Yatsa Plodi Naki Min Echasav, Ve'im Le'bahem Hanal Shal Klum. person is clean, I, like, you know, it's wiped out from his, uh, his accounts and he's not having any benefit from it. So time out. Now, the cash is on both Rabbi Avohu and on Chizkiah. According to Chizkiah, you told me whenever it says lo yeyachel, that's the raya. So why is the Gemara saying we learn enough from Naki? According to Rabbi Avohu, it's by default it's Asr Bana because you're not allowed to eat it. So, so time of the Kasav Ubal Hashar Naki. Only, the only way I know that it's Asr Banaz because the Pasuk says about Shanaki. Di lo yeachal Isra Achila Mashma, but Isra Na lo Mashma doesn't. It doesn't. It's not Mashma Isra Na. So it's a Kasha and Chizkia who learns that lo yeachal tells me that that I cannot have Hanav by Chametz because lo yeachal is a special term. So the Gemara says you're right. La Olam lo yeachal Isra Achila of Isra Na Mashma. Typically lo yeachal would be enough to show me that I cannot eat it and I cannot have Hanav. Ubal Hashar Naki. What's the halacha of Baal Hasharnaki telling me Lahanas Ayray Hudaasa? It's telling me you cannot use the the skin, the leather of the animal. That's also Asurbana. And the Itstrich, I need a second pasuk. Why would La Yachal not suffice? So could I Khamina, I would have thought to say La Yachal's Basariksiv. It says Bisaray, Bisare in, only its meat. Oiroi loy are not kamashma. I have a second pasuk that shows me only bus that that R is also asur, not because of basarai, because of bal hashar naki. By the way, this is a very you know wild raya. Not to not to how luckily paskin by this, but this is discussed in the paskin. If someone were to make gelatin out of R of a of an animal, so assuming that it's a kosher production and everything else works, the gelatin is considered parv. That's how the OU Paskins, if you look at the OU uh, certificate, we, we know we use it sometimes. It's parv, that's Ravelsky's psak. Gelatin is parv because the Torah says, Besare in, oiroi loi. Your, the, the question of other gelatin is, by the way, most gelatin that you find in the store is not coming from cow skins. It used to be back in the Reb Chaim days. Now it's coming from pork. It's pork kind gelatin. Google it. No one holds this mutter. It's 100% usher. There's an in-between one where it's certified by, by some rabbis and it, they're officially making it from cow's hide. The question, or the bones, how, how dried out does it need to be, that is yet to be determined, but that is why you will see that any product that has, you know, you know, uh, gelatin with a K on it, you know, Dan and yogurt, gelatin with a K, or planter's nuts. Half of the planter's nuts have OU on it. The other ones have a K. So just by the way, I spoke to Mashiach. They spray gelatin on the nuts to get the seasoning to stick. So there's a, there's a reason why there's no OU on those on those uh, peanuts and cashews. So just FYI. Okay. So just another riot that that R is not called buster, and you wouldn't be flashic for eating you know the gelatin kosher gelatin that came from the skin of a cow. So the Gemara says the uh, the lahanoch tanoi the mafkili lahai krolet drasha 
the other Tanam, in Bava Kama Daf Mem Aleph, they use this Pasuk for other Drushas, they use it for other you know, details regarding a short time that murdered an Adam, that he doesn't pay Chatsi Kaifer, and, he, and, you, and you, according to Rabbi Yisrael Glili, you have to, um, you don't pay, your Pasuk from paying for a Shar Shenogach Ishahara, he, he uh, murdered a, a, killed, the Shar killed a pregnant woman, uh, uh, and you wouldn't have to pay for her offspring. So either way, Hanas Ariminalu, they use that Pasuk for something else. What are they, how do they know that you, that you are not allowed to have benefit from the R? So the Gemara says, Nafkaluhu mi Espesaroi. The Pasuk says, Espesaroi, we have this by, uh, by Chatzitza, S. S comes to say what's tuffle to the basar. So the basar is the beef, the meat. S is the R as well. The idach and the other brisa, which doesn't darshan from that. S, loy darish, doesn't darshan the word S in the tyra, in the, in the, in, in, from, from tyra. Kedetani, we have a famous brisa, Shimon Ha'amsuni. It was Shimon Ha'amsuni, Vamila Nechemya Ha'amsuni. Some say it was Nechemya Ha'amsuni. Hayadayrish kol esem shibatari. With Darshin, all the esem in the Taira came in Shigiyah le'es Hashem le'kechatira. Once you reach the pasuk es Hashem le'kechatira, who, who are you going to include now? You're stuck, right? So Perish, he stopped Darshining S, and he said, you know, you know. What, 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 I can't darshan S. So Amulet Tamidov, his Tamidim said, Rebbe, call Esim Shedarashtam out the land. All those Esin, all those years, all the notes we have in our notebooks, Esin, what's going to be with that, right? So Amulet Kashem Shekibalti Sechar La Drisha, the same as Makabal Sechar on the Drisha, on Darshaning, Kach, Ani Makabal Sechar Ala Prisha, I'm Makabal Sechar on the Prisha of taking back all the Jerashas that I, that, that, that I did. So this, by the way, is a famous line. I don't know if it's true. There was a fellow from Tarvadas. He was on the train once. And this was when Drisha school was just beginning, where they were one of the first schools to teach women learning in an institutionalized way. And there was a girl and a boy, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, learning Gemara together and uh, sitting on each other's laps or something like that. So the line he said was, Kishem Shekibalta Sachar Al Hadrisha. That was the school. Kacham Makabal Sachar Al Prisha. Okay. So, anyways, the, the Gemara said, the Brisa continues that. That Shimon Hamsuni was stuck. He couldn't have Es Hashem Lekechatira. What's going to be? So Achiba Rebbe Kiva V'Doyresh Es Hashem Lekechatira. The rabbis tell me that a person not only has to have covered for Hashem, even something that's tafel to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Tamun Chacham, you should have the rabbis tell me the You should have fear for them as well. Just a few things. So there's a famous joke. The Es Hashem. It's not, it's not so nice. Es Hashem Lekechatira. The rabbis tell me the Chacham. Even if you think you're a Tamun Chacham, you also have to have Yerushalayim. But, uh, but halakhically, there's a lot to discuss from this. Asa Shamalai Kachatira, the rabbis, Tamil Chachamim, that the Gemara, the halacha, Reishman Beis, Yeridea, it says that a person should not stand up for his Rebbe more than twice a day. Because you only stand up for a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're Makabal Omach twice a day by Kriyashma, you're going to show your Rebbe is more Chashiv than, than God. So that's not a good idea. However, the place can point out, let's say it's in public where people would assume that you're you're being mavaza, your rebbe, so of course you would stand up. You know, you might have seen him in yeshiva ten times, then you see him at a wedding, you would stand up again. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a discussion that Chreinim, based on the Gemara, the Gemara in Brachis tells us, Brachis Memvav, that a balabayas, that the the Ireach, the guests, he's he he's uh, he's mavarich, he's the one that benches. Kadeshi yavarich is balabayas. In order to give the bracha to the balabayas, what bracha does he say? He says Yiratzin shleivish balabayas balamazeh v'lo yikolim lalemaba. We know the Gemara and brachas. So the Rakech writes 
Where, is it, where does this come from? So he says, the Pasuk says, Es is coming to show me a tafel to, to Hashem, that even a balabayas deserves to have this bracha. So just, point, just to point out, the place can discuss that the Gemara is saying the one who makes the, who, the one who benches for everyone, he says the Hiratzin. So it could be there's a mistake what people do. What happens often is that the one who leads the Mizumin, he's the one that ends up doing the Hiratzin. However, back in the day, he was the only, the Mavarech the, the would bench and he would have everyone in mind. But today everyone's benching, everyone takes out a bencher. So everyone has to say the Yeratzain for the, for the Balabais. That's the halacha. So some want to say, there's a Shulchan Atayr, they want to say that since we added some parts to benching, one of them is Harachimun Yivarech as Balabais Hazeh. So you are giving a bracha to the balabayas, and therefore you could skip the yiratz, and that's the uh, some of the some of the pais can discuss that. What's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is if you're a chayim berliner. So the chayim in chayim berlin, they only bench until ayichas reino. So they don't say the harachaman. There's a joke. There's a, there was a, there was a guy he met he met the chayim berliner in the gym, and he asked him, you know, uh, how much you benching these days, and he said ayichas reino. That's it. So. Uh, if you're not going to say the harachamon, so then you should say the yiratzen. Okay. Anyways, that is weird. That answers the question regarding the S. The S, either you are darishit or not darishit, and that would tell me that oiroi is either learned out from S or oiroi was learned out from the, the pasuk of Baha Sharnaki, and we have no question on Chizkiah and Rabbi Avaho. One more Gemara, one more Halacha, Arla, Vare Arla, the Torah says, the Rachmana Amar, the Torah says, Arelim lo yeyachal, the Tani, we learned in a Brisa, Arelim lo yeyachal, it says, Arelim, Eli Ella Israchilo. So again, Arla is the fruit from the first three years after you planted your tree. In Eretz Yisrael and in Chutz Laaretz, so minayin shelo yehenemi manu. You're not allowed to have enough from our law. Shelo yitzba boy. You can't. Um, what does yitzba mean? Um, Die. Die. Oh, very good. Sure. You can't be mitzavah. You can't. You can't diet. Vishaloyalik, but you cannot use it to for as fire. You cannot. You have olives from Arla. You cannot use it as shemenzai. Right, your shemenzai is for your Hanukkah candles. Uh, so it says three times, three things, and to include all these things are usher. Now, what do you see from here? It needed to get to, to use our law a few times to learn out Israhana. That's how I know it's usher. Although the Torah says, it only means Israhila, but Israhana, Loimashma, and Sakashan, both. And both Rabbi Avahu, according to them, Layachel should have worked to tell me Israhana. So the Gemara says, La'olam Layachel, Mashma, Ben Israhila, Ubein Israhana. Vishani Hasam, over there is different because by Arla, the Chsivit says, says, Shalai Shanim Yelachem, Arelim. So therefore, Ve'itzrich. So could I take a hoil because of Lachem? I learned that the Torah says lechem. Lechem throws me off. Typically, when it says leyachel, you're right. That's enough to show me it's aser b'hana. But here it said lechem. Lechem sounds like it's mine. Shelechem yehei. I could have hana. I just can't eat it. Kamash malan. Therefore, the Torah needed to go out of its way to write our lasam, our lasay, our elim. Tell me it's also aser b'hana. Velahashda dechsivi hana Christ. The Gemara says, by the way, now that we have this passage that tells me it's aser b'hana, lechem lamali. Why does the Torah say lechem? You know, shalishanim yeh lechem our elim. So the Gemara says lechadetanya lechem. When it says lechem, the rabbis es hanatua, the rabim. If something was uh, planted for rabim, for for many people, it is aser. 
However, Rabbi Huda Oimer, Lechem tells me that if it was planted for public use, let's say you have a, a rubber, you have a, I don't know, you have an olive tree that you planted to have shemen zayas for, for the community. It's it's an atuya l'rabim. So then, Lechem tells me I, it is not chayiv in our law. Okay, because only lechem and not l'rabim. My time is Hanukkah. The chesiv nutatem anything you plant. Liyachin mashma l'rabim loy mashma. In kasharachon lechem l'havias natui l'rabim. For Rabbi Yehuda nutatem is mashma bein l'rabim bein liyachid. V'lechem is mashma bein yachid bein rabim mashma havi. And it's riboy acher mi riboy. And we'll, we'll, we'll do this one more time tomorrow. For ain riboy acher riboy el lemait. When the Torah says the same thing twice. So it's riboy, acha riboy, if netatem sounds like everything, and lechem also sounds like everything, which that's the machlekes. What does lechem sound like? Does it sound like everything or just liyachid? So to one man, the amar riboy, acha riboy is lemait. It's a heter. And therefore, there's no iser arlo. According to the first man, the amar, it is not a riboy, acha riboy. Netatem only sounds like liyachid and, uh, and not, and, and, uh, and not lerabim. And therefore, it's not a riboy, acha riboy. And therefore, it would not be a it would not be a, a uh, exception to Arla, and it would in fact be chayiv. No, that's the machlekes. But either way, to go back to our Gemara, we had a machlekes once again. Rabbi Avo and Chizkia regarding the default isurim are they automatically aser or not? We went through many different uh, sugyas back and forth. At the end of the day, we haven't found a difference in halacha. They both have shown why these well-known areas of halacha, which we know it's not Asr Bahana, either you could say that Chizkiah, because the Torah never said Lo Yeyachel, specifically, or you go with Rabbi Avon, and he has an answer for each one. We compare Dom to this, you know, things are included in the Vela. He, he answered for every single one, and therefore we're still left with a Machlekes, in theory, without any practical difference. All right, Yashrikoyach.